In a world where we're constantly told that men are from Mars and women are from Venus and never shall the two understand each other, I know there's another way. This is what happens when Venus and Mars unite. Tune in for conversations about masculine and feminine embodiment in ourselves and in the world around us, relationships, marriage, parenthood, love, purpose, dating, and everything in between. This is the Venus and Mars podcast, and I'm your host, Anya Shack. I'm so excited for today's conversation. It is one that is dear to my heart. It's so close to my heart. And the man that I get to share this conversation with is someone that I think has the biggest heart out of anybody that I've met in my life. And I'm so grateful to have him here to share his wisdom, his knowledge, his spirituality, and his intelligence, and all of the things that make him, in my opinion, embody the art of masculinity and the ability to integrate his femininity into that in such a beautiful way. This man is wonderful. He, he gets a beautiful introduction and he is Omar Iribe. I met Omar about four years ago and we participated in a leadership course together where we actually got to mentor others over about a four month period. And during that time, we got very close and I got to find out that Omar is an incredible man, first of all, but second of all, he's an elite level life coach and business coach and mindset coach for so many people. He's impacted the lives of thousands and he graduated from UCLA. He got his master's degree from the University of San Diego in business and global leadership. He became a district sales leader for the Western third of the US and Canada. Then he expanded to Europe. He's done a lot of traveling in his life. And in 2017, he was actually awarded coach of the year at Southwestern Consulting and Coaching. So he leveled up and continued to succeed through that. And then in 2018, he got an award for supporting salespeople to achieve the highest growth in sales out of thousands of clients. And then this past year, he was promoted to elite level coach. So he's got so many beautiful accolades, but one of my favorite things about him is just how grounded and connected to his spirit he is. And that to me is what embodies the heart of masculinity and what I think he brings to the table. So Omar, welcome. Thank you, Anya. Thank you so much. That was even better than I wrote it. That's incredible. That was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's always good to hear your voice, being your presence and uh, spend some quality time with you. So thank you for having me. Amazing. I always feel like the angels are around us every time we talk. So I'm excited to hear from you. And I'm also excited for others to be able to hear your perspective and the way in which you think about life and the world and relationships. I think it's incredibly full of wisdom and extremely connected to spirit. And I know that comes from you being able to connect to your heart and the truth that that is within you. So I guess we'll just kind of jump into it. The, the title of this episode is The Heart of Masculinity. And I want to learn from you what you thought masculinity was when you were growing up versus what you believe it to be true today for yourself. Is there a difference there? How have you thought about masculinity in your life? And I, and I love this topic because there's different things that come up. And, you know, growing up, I grew up in Mexico, and I've always... I like attracted myself more to that feminine role or women who were very just powerful and engaged. But I, growing up in the, in that world, uh, I also had a lot of masculine energy and power 
around me. And it's and it's really interesting. And I think knowing a little bit of my background might kind of allow people to understand where my thinking or my emotions towards you know who I am and what I do. My dad, you know, unfortunately he had, he passed away when I was only a few weeks old. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom took that dad and mom role. Uh, you know, at a young age, and she made a decision to, you know, leave me with my grandparents, or you know, make sure that I, I was raised by my grandparents while she came to America to work hard and provide, and you know, build a, you know, she's already thinking about the future. So I had my my grandma who has the biggest heart, super loving, super caring. She was, I remember like just images of. You know, her making like warm handmade tortillas in a ranch and I'm like sitting next to her and she put a little, little bit of salt or cheese and I'm just like there eating them with her. And she was always just a huge supporter and a lot of love, like so much love that came yeah. from her. Yeah. And all of a sudden my grandpa would come in and my grandpa is just like direct, penetrative, let's get things done, let's go to work, like, what are you doing, like, sit up straight, you know, put on your fork right, and it was a lot of that just powerful masculine energy that kind of helped me have a little bit of both both of those uh, things in, in my life. Mm. Um, so being raised uh, Jehovah's Witness as well, so having that spiritual side, um, just always remembering that we have to be respectful. So I think masculinity in terms of growing up, it was all about respect. Masculinity was also being kind and then taking ownership. And so I always just remember that at a young age is like, you have to own what you do, what you don't do, whether it is good or bad. Like you got to like step up into that responsibility, mm-hmm. keep focus on what you need to do. And my grandpa was like, now you're going to America and they were staying. He's like, you got to remember, he always used to say in Espanol, ten mucho talento. All the time. Ten talento. That means, you know, like, have your head on straight. You yeah. know, um, you have, have maturity. Like, Absolutely. do the things that are going to do well. So I think that stuck with me growing up. And right today, I feel a lot of it is very similar. Is taking ownership of our lives. Everything and anything yeah. that is happening, take that full ownership. Yeah. Right? Take responsibility. And also having that respect. So it's very similar. Mm-hmm. And then masculinity is is also being vulnerable, being authentic, having enough guts to say this is who I am. Um, if I messed up, I messed up. If if how can I be of service? Right. I think a lot of that stuff is also powerful and, and having uh, like humbleness. I feel like that's very masculine because you gotta. I don't know everything. You yeah. Know? I'm here to learn and grow and get better and and what's next for me. Right. There's that growth of development. And I think for me that when I think about like the masculinity or mother earth or nature, I just feel like there's a blend. So when I think of mm-hmm. God or the higher being or Jesus, mm-hmm. but that penetrate that, that father figure kind of right. is more yeah. of someone who embodies um, kindness still. Yeah. So embodies yeah. groundedness, which uh, could be very family and Mother Earth, but it's also very masculine in terms of like direction and clarity and focus. I love that. You know, as you were speaking, what really occurred to me, this is something I didn't know about you before, but it occurred to me that whether she was doing it consciously or subconsciously, it sounds like your mother was able to give you the opportunity to be raised with both of those figures. 
Whereas a lot of young men don't have that opportunity and they don't get those lessons that your grandfather was able to give you because all of the masculine elements you're talking about around ownership, leadership, maturity, kindness, getting things done, making sure that everyone's taken care of. Those are all very mature masculine qualities, whereas a lot of people don't even know what those are, right? Because maybe they did have a father who left or a father who wasn't around. And so they actually didn't experience any of that at all. That's kind of interesting, the way that you um, were able to have that. And I guess that leads me to a conversation around like, what do you see happening out in the world around men and boys that maybe don't get to see those great examples? Like, what do they decide about masculinity? And then kind of how are you able to kind of support them? This was really powerful because um, growing up, my stepdad at the time, he's my father, but as it kind of portrays in what happens today, oftentimes we're, we're I believe that we're, we're taught, we know we do what we're taught, like that we're doing everything we can, we're doing the best we can with what we know, yeah. if that makes sense, right? So I believe men and gentlemen, sometimes they're doing the best they can with what they know, what's been taught to them. My stepdad, my dad, you know, growing up, he's like, oh, you're eating like a girl or that's not how men eat. And oftentimes there was some form of shame of like, oh, maybe I'm not as masculine or I'm not as uh, as strong as I need to be. Yeah. Through a lot of training and development, I learned that that's how he was raised and what he did. And, you know, when I stood up for myself and I said, hey, like, this is who I am. This is my sexuality. This is who I'm being. And I was able to like kind of care friend him. Like this is how important it is for me. I didn't know how he was going to react because he always, at that time, he would, you know, say things that weren't that positive over, you know, gay man or anything that was feminine, they would bring down. It was a, a turning point for him because since I brought it up and I told him, you know, my sexuality, he has never since that I've been aware of ever brought anything down. Like he even respects it. He, there is a more better communication between us. There is a little bit more sensitivity around like anything. And mm-hmm. I feel like that made him even stronger. That gave mm-hmm. me so much more respect towards him. And we've yeah. had a great relationship. So I feel like oftentimes we're not able to educate our loved ones, yeah, er- educate our community to really like we're more than just who we are. There's something much deeper we're connected. So we're kind of like opening that veil. And today, you know, especially during the, the pandemic, right? Doing masks, not being able to care for others. I heard there's research, like people are a little bit more aggressive on the roads or situations where people can't really express what's going on. And there's so much hidden emotions. Of course. So I feel there needs to be some form of uh, letting go, alleviating, like releasing yeah. a lot of the tension and energy that is happening in yeah. our masculine energy. So whether it be having conversations, yeah, or be, man, I don't know everything. Can you help me asking for help? <laughs> that part is so huge. You know, for me, I found that like, man, I just tried for some reason, I tried so hard to be feminine, but I wasn't honestly, for a long time, because I did grow up with a deep masculine wound around um, having to prove myself, having to always try to be perfect and just like nothing was ever good enough, right? And that comes from my own, you know, upbringing or around where maybe I didn't feel 
like me as me was enough. And so that's something that I've worked through. So it's funny how now, you know, six years later, I've been able to say, yeah, there's some really awesome things about me that are really masculine. And I love them. Like, I'm really on point with time. I love to be on time. I love to get things done. I love these different like masculine elements of me. And I find that when men do the same thing, but in the flip, and they just and they say, okay, there's some really cool feminine aspects in me that I can integrate. And I can say like, God, I just want you to tell me I'm amazing right now. Or I just want to like sit on the couch and just do nothing. Or I just don't know how to do this right now. Can you please help me? I just feel lost. It's so healing when we can integrate. I love that. You know, it's totally about that integration. So I'm, I'm curious, you're also very good at kind of helping people see things that maybe they weren't thinking about. Can you kind of try to, in your own words or your experience, explain what maybe some of the traumas or some of the things that people might have gone through if they have some fragile masculinity going on, whereas they say things like, don't be like a girl, or they're a little too aggressive, or there's all of those negative traits. Where do you think that stuff comes from? And I wish I knew everything, right, from all that. But from my experiences, some of it might be the upbringing that we're in, what we watch on TV, what we see on media, what we allow ourselves to listen to. But I, I do see a lot of hurt and trauma and just young people, right? When they're children and how like, I have a client where mom's like, we don't have enough money. You have to be saving. You have to like, like save every dollar. And sometimes like that masculine is like, you got to focus on what you like. It's like, you have a fear of scarcity. Like there isn't enough. There's like not enough and you're not enough and you're not there. So there's these traumas, this, Self-talk is language that's been programmed that there isn't enough, there is scarcity, there is fear, right? There's all these things that block our masculine and feminine energy to really be expressed. So beautiful. I mean, thanks for bringing that up because for me, like I think of, you know, even historical contexts of like conquistadors, you know, coming to conquer lands, right? The masculine thing to do would be to explore them and to integrate with them. But the toxic masculine thing to do would be to conquer it, to own it, to say, this is mine because I don't want you to have any of mine because there's not enough for everybody. Correct. That's the difference there. And so people say traditional masculine. When I think of traditional masculine, I'm thinking of like indigenous tribes. I'm thinking of like honorable masculine that loves land, that loves people, that protects, respects integrates. That's traditional masculine for me. So like the 1950s, 60s kind of stiff upper lip, like I'm a man and I don't cry. Like that's not traditional masculine. That's like incorrect masculine. That's the masculine that is not true. 100%. It's like a mask. It's like you have to put a mask on to prove something. You have to put a mask on to say, hey, I did it or I'm going to prove myself for some reason. And unfortunately, sometimes People don't get to experience their their true authentic self or their 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 truthness of of why they came here in the first place. They were just trained to do what they were told, or right. you know, unfortunately, they wore that mask right. their whole life. And that's why, for me, it's it's really beautiful to have these conversations and to be in the presence of someone like you. Which, since I've met you, Omar, you know, I think because your your feminine is so integrated 
so well and you, you respect it so much that that's within you and that that you see in the world, your masculine is just really calm and steady and sturdy. When I'm around you, I just feel like this man has got it figured out right now. <laughs> like it's all going to be okay, <laughs> you know? And it's, um, it's really cool. And I think it's interesting for me. Yeah. Like you're someone that has integrated your heart into your being. And I think that's why you've been so successful in your life. Can you speak a little bit on what that is like for you, how to be integrated with your heart? Because I think that's something that most men, when they're starting this journey of self-discovery, they don't quite understand. They've been doing checklists their whole life. They feel a little disconnected from their heart. I took this master course on global leadership and a lot of it was on leadership. And oftentimes professors, teachers, when you think about business, we think of oftentimes a male figure or what that might look like. And I've grown, I, I started working for this company at young age at 20 years old. And oftentimes I saw leadership in that presence and, you know, very directive, penetrative, like focused, powerful. I saw both because I was serving moms, I was serving families, I was serving like, you know, children. And, but I also knew that I had to stick on a good schedule. I had to like not let my emotions get the best out of me. Right. Because it's like a like dancing with both. So for example, in business it's like, okay, I got, these are my goals. This is what I want to accomplish. This is the plan. This is the execution. Like it's, Let's let's complete this. Let's do things, right? Like let's accomplish, let's provide. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And then oftentimes what I've noticed in certain times in business is like, hey, like how do we give grace to ourselves? How do we not beat ourselves down when we didn't accomplish mm. the goal or feel like we're not good enough for that? Or how do we provide kindness and mm. self-care when there is those elements that, hey, I need to let light come in a little bit more. I'm not my emotions. What I do is who I am, but not my emotions. So there's that feminine energy uh, in terms of, hey, be a good listener. Really ask better questions. Mm. Have that empathy. See where others are coming from. Truly show that you care. You know, service, the best service we can provide somebody is truly you knowing that you care for somebody. Right? But then... How do you bring that masculine energy where I'm going to guide you towards what you need to do, right? Because then it's like, you're vulnerable. You get me now. I need to help you make a decision. I need to walk you through taking that next step in your life, having that support. Like I got your back, like a little bit of that push where you're like, that's what I needed. So it's working with both of those elements, but your heart is like that giving service, providing there's enough, there's enough abundancy. There's, there's grace. And then that masculine is like, let's yeah. use that to move forward. Let's, you're not your past. Here we go. This is your fitness. Have those blinders on. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't compare yourself, right? Comparison to the thief of all joy. Work on you. What's your goal? How can you move forward? So definitely use both every single day, every often, right? Where I'm almost, I kind of shift. I feel like when I'm looking at my goals, I have this and then I journal. It's like my my energy kind of shifts and it's just learning, letting go, you know, forgiving mm. myself, allowing myself to be in that space. Totally. And then 
kind of like taking action. Let's go for that first phone call. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You know, that's for me too. I find that I, the creating balance for me is really important in the same way that if I've spent a lot of time at home journaling or like lighting candles, listening to music, right? In the morning when I get up and go to my boxing class, I'm like, wow, I love the feeling. I love all the testosterone in the room. This is amazing. I'm ready to get after some things, you know, but you can't live your life only in that way. You have to have the balance like you just said. It's really cool. I love that. So what would you tell men that are listening, have achieved success, have achieved their goals in many ways, um, whether it be financial goals or in, in business goals, they just feel like something's missing. Like they're not fulfilled, you know, what would you tell them as like a first step to kind of start to integrate a bit? Well, oftentimes is how do you define success? How do you define financial freedom? How do you define love? How do you define humbleness? How do you define serenity? How do you, so it's really having clarity around what you have described as success. Because oftentimes you're either saying, hey, I am aligned to what I feel success is, or I'm not aligned. You know, one of my leaders, Ron Alfred, he's always kind of saying, hey, I'm always, uh, I'm never satisfied, but I'm always content. Like I'm happy with that, but I'm striving to mm. get better and grow. It's like I'm, I don't achieve to be happy. I happily achieve. When we achieve that success, that financial goal, and then you're like, what now? What's next? And then you might have the emotion of like, yeah. like it's not enough. Yeah, I want more. And my grandpa always says there's – yeah. A barrel, like an open barrel with a hole, as much as you pour into it, there's a hole in the bottom, it's always going to come out. There's never going to be enough. So you got to figure out what that is for you, right? And then focusing on like, okay, well, if that's the case, like, you know, I always think gratitude is powerful. Like, what do you have? What, what, What are you grateful for? Is it a family? Is it your experiences? Is it your loved ones? Is it your good health? What are those things that you do? have that you're grateful for and then build on that confidence and build on the things that you do want to have but from that abundance aspect that gratefulness aspect and then have joy in it it's like hey you want to double that income great let's find ways to create that hey i want to you know have more vacation i want to do more in less time great let's look at how do we set boundaries how do we hire assistants how do we you know multiply your time in different ways so you can have more of that tomorrow right so everyone's success is defined differently mm-hmm. right uh, and there's different periods there's different yeah. seasons for everybody So I would say that clarity would be number one. And then number two, defining those things that mean something to you. And then like, hey, let's let's create a plan to achieve that. And I think the last little piece on this, and I've realized that a lot of men that I work with, if I can do this one thing, I feel it makes such a powerful difference for them is to learn how to live in the present. And that right there is like when they're working, they're working. They're like, focus but when they're with their family they're not picking up that phone they're not answering that email they're not thinking about what should i have done did i do well like what i need to do tomorrow and they're not present but if i can show or support men to really like hey how do we learn how to be present to that when you're working out be present to your working out when you're taking a shower be present to that shower 
out there, like hang with your kids, be <laughs> yes. with your kids. When you're with your significant yes. other, be with your significant other versus being on the phone or swiping last, swiping right, or whatever you're doing. It's like, it's just this dead emotions versus like, let me just be fully present yeah. to where I'm at. I think that right there could be the biggest gift we can give ourselves and those around us. What you're saying is so powerful because it sounds simple, but it's, I think, probably the hardest thing and the most impactful thing. I mean, I can say firsthand as a woman, when a man is present with me in that moment, it's such an exhilarating experience. It's like, wow, I know he has a million things to do. I know he's got checklists and thoughts and money and business and da da da, but he's chosen to be here right now. And it makes me feel so appreciated and loved. And I can say, like, I've said this to different men before too, like 30 minutes of straight presence is a hell of a lot better than four hours of like, kind of on your phone, kind of, but we're hanging out, we're together. But it's, it's so different. And I think that's amazing. And everything you just said is, is fantastic. And I want to kind of circle back around to defining success in regards to like feminine core people versus masculine core people. And I think that, you know, one of my favorite things about you is your ability to integrate. And I'm excited to hear you talk about how you feel about yourself in regards to your, the different energies within you. But for me, I know, of course I have both, but I definitely feel more core feminine. It makes me happiest when I am in modes of creation and expression. And so I've asked, asked myself these questions, like if I could just create and express that creativity for the rest of my life, every single day, I would die such a happy person. <laughs> like that's my idea of success. And that lifts me up and lights me up. And so when I've talked to different men before, I've also heard a lot of them say like, well, I just want to be a good father, right? A good husband. I just want to provide for my family or I want to make an impact. And there are different elements of that. But I do find that a lot of times I've found that men are, you know, we know this from psychology and just like the ways in which men and women think, but men are really interested in things usually. That's why they make great engineers. That's why they, they want the world to work. That's a masculine idea. It's like, I just want the world to work better and however I can help, I'm going to do that. So that's why you have men that are totally happy being plumbers and garbage men and crane operators. They're, these are mostly men doing these jobs, not because they think they're the best job in the world, but because it makes them happy to help the world function. It's something that I think is extremely noble, and I think it's not talked about enough, how men in those circumstances like decide, I'm doing this thing because I know it's going to help me protect my family, help me provide for my family, so like I'm doing it. And the level of success is not... I need to make some big, great impact or it's to help the world function. So I'm curious, sorry, I blabbed a little bit, but like, I think the point of that whole thing was around the ways in which we define success as a masculine core being and a feminine core being. What are your thoughts on that? And how do you see yourself? And for anyone who's whoever is listening, right? Oftentimes when we talk about energy, people are like, what does that mean? And what is our expression? So for anybody... For me, it's it's just your expression. It's your essence, your grounding. It's the expression of how you act or 
experience things, right? So it's it's really interesting. Yep. So from my experience, when I work with men, and, and I love what you said, is like oftentimes they're like, hey, I need to make sure I, you know, buy that house, buy that car, get that walk, get that vacation, get that car or investments. I want to build the money, work on those things. Mm-hmm. And then women oftentimes is more of like, I want to be that you know, be for my family. I want to be there. I want to spend time with them. I want to like make sure that they're successful. And I want to be that supportive role to make sure that everybody's all is doing okay. Right. It's like, I wish I just supported everybody the way they needed to and the impact, right. Sometimes expression <laughs> yeah. artists. And oftentimes, and I, I do see a shift where sometimes there's women who have that role of like business success get things done, mm-hmm. accomplishment. And then sometimes yep. men are like, well, it's, it's good enough. Like I'm doing well, it's good enough. So for me, when I think about like what, what how I define success in, in both experiencing that masculine and feminine role, that feeling of like, I don't want to live with any regrets. You know, when my life is all done and over, it's like, I don't want to have any regrets. I want to say I, I did the best I could with everything. So success for me is like yeah. living in that moment yeah you know, helping people achieve their yeah. goals in life. And the mission in life, which is very yeah. feminine, but masculine as well, is to really shift the energy and bring consciousness of love into humanity and, and be able to do that through our conversations, be able to yeah. be there for people, make sure people are experiencing yeah. connection, appreciation, all those things. So raising that vibration of love in humanity, right? Yeah. And I, I realize that oftentimes... You know, that financial security is very important because if now we have stress, we have overwhelm, we have all these not being good enough. So I feel like that that is a level of importance and uh, whatever that it is for you, right? Whether you have investments or you are out of debt or you are doing philanthropic work and you're giving back to others. And I find joy in helping people achieve their goals when they're like, man, I doubled or I've grown my time or have more time to do things I love to do. And that energy of success is is beautiful. So it's like both, right? It's like, hey, I'm going to help you get to where you need to do. Let's get things done. And let's celebrate what we just accomplished. And let's enjoy that. And sometimes that masculine is like, okay, I'm done. Let's go. And I'm like, we got to celebrate. (laughs) Celebrate that and have fun with it. And once we do (laughs) that, then absolutely, let's, let's move to that to that next level uh, and uh, what that looks like for us. And and I, I do that in, you know, our work, my relationship, right, with with Jack. We have we have, we have goals that we have to accomplish. Yeah. I find there is a challenge for me yeah. where sometimes my, my feminine energy is like, I want to be there, I want to help, I want to support. And then it rem- I remind myself, I, I get to shift, hey, like, in this moment, I get to experience that masculine yeah. energy. Is like, hey, th- let me show you the way. Let me show you how you get where you need to go. Oh, yeah. You just want to help me, but yeah. you have a path. Totally. I know when I need. I get to shift totally. my focus, and then once that's done, then I get I to shift that. back. It's like, what do you want to get out of this? That's amazing. I love that you started talking about your relationship because I did want to move into like the romantic aspects of masculine and feminine embodiment and the heart of what's there. And so, 
you know, for everyone that's listening and for those that haven't caught on by now, Omar is in a lovely, beautiful relationship with his husband. And I got to meet him a couple years ago when I went to Cuba. It was an incredible time. And he's an incredible man who actually is my hairdresser. He does my hair so beautifully. So it's amazing. Yeah, I think, you know, just to say it plainly, because sometimes we get so ideological and we get so like, theoretical. And I I love to speak plainly. And I think people appreciate that. Like the way I see you and him, you are the leader of the relationship in the sense of if we're talking about masculine and feminine, right? I think you are a a true partnership in which he compliments you in so many ways that like you desire and want. But in regards to like that bird's eye view, I see you as the leader. And is that true? Do you feel that? Or am I just making stuff up? It's really good uh, observation in terms of, you know, our setting. But Jack and I are, we're very, I don't know if the word is like flexible, but we're able to blend really well. And I think that's how I got so connected with him because it's been really tough for me in the past to find someone that really blends with my energy really well. So, and he's really good at, in terms of being here, right? Um, And for audience, like he came from a different country, right? Like he doesn't know English. He works with a lot of women, right? So the the first talk is like, oh, it's, he's that way. But with him and in his country, right? He's owns real estate and we're in, you can't really do that. He's very focused on providing that's so you having certain things, but he's a v- extremely good sense of those energies. Hence, like it really depends on like, yeah. our, our setting and where we're at. Okay. And so and I know he appreciates this where I know when I get to yeah. step back. I know when I need to let him be the masculine role yes. and, and like take control and make decisions yeah. and, and, and both romantically yeah. and, and, and in the art world. So I'm able to take that step, be in my feminine energy, allow that openness to be. And I enjoy it. I, I definitely enjoy that aspect because oftentimes I am in that role, leadership, taking things over. And, 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 and I'll be honest, sometimes it can be exhausting. It could be whew, a lot of work to, to carry. And then, hey. so it's where sometimes I get to just take a step yes. back let go of that being that receiving and being able to allow myself to say, Hey, like I don't have to figure it all out all the time. I don't have to make things the way I need to. Like, I I don't know what needs to happen next. Like I'm just going to be in the moment and explore and, and not know what needs to happen the next so-and-so. Such a great tip for heterosexual couples to try to learn how to embody because it almost feels like it's harder because of the preconceived notion. And I think you see a man and a woman, you decide, okay, so yes, she's mostly in her feminine. He's mostly in his masculine. But the beauty of what you're talking about there is the dance um, and the ability to understand when the shift is needing to happen and to let it happen, and then to go right back whenever it's over. I'm curious, what's like an example of like in your home life where you lead the viewer, the masculine, and he's the feminine in a scenario, and then when it shifts, can you think of like an example for people? Yeah, and, and I think the, the context right now where he's, you know, he's going to school, he's getting his 
licensing here. So he, he's been in a in more of like I'm the provider. I make those those decisions because that's where I'm at right now, and and I enjoy that. Right, like that's been my that's my yeah. nature in terms of who I am, helping my family, my grandparents. Yeah. I've I've been in that role, right? My home, a lot of my, my my time. And then I love Jack, where you know he's able to be a big support. Whether I mean he's a not that he has to be masculine or to be a great cook, and he enjoys being a host he enjoys those aspects of the the the, like making people feel happy and joy but i also enjoy the cleaning aspect i enjoy some of those things where i'm in that feminine state and he's like i don't like cleaning like you can do that part i can do it but i so we play around with he loves plants he loves to take care of me as a green thumb not that man but i think that's the feminine mother nature yes he's got so much of that yep and then sometimes he needs to take that role in our, our relationship where it's like, hey, I don't want to do that. We're going to do this. Let me handle the situation or, you know, where, yep. where he has that role. Like, yep. no, we need to do this. Like last time he's like, I need to go to school. I get to do this. Like plant his foot on like, this is what we're going to be doing. Okay, let me do the research. <laughs> let me go back and be a supportive role. And in our romantic relationship, we're able to play both roles. We're able to have fun in, in who we are and explore yeah. both areas. And sometimes for us might not be our natural yeah. state and what we're experiencing, but that's what makes sure. it fun that we're able to integrate our energy. And some people are like, oh, you're this or that. And sometimes there's more to life than just one thing. Absolutely. I think that's so beautiful. You know, I don't know if you know this, but this is something that fascinated me when I first realized it. I love to connect what happened thousands of years ago to today and thinking about evolutionary psychology. But if you think about, you know, even a thousand years ago, people did not live as long as we do now. They got married around 13, 14, 15, they had kids, and then they they passed around 40, 50. And so if you think about like, young girls were having babies around 13, 14, 15, and young men, that's when they would go into their big initiations. If you think about like a bar mitzvah happens at 13, any male initiation ceremony or experience where, you know, a group of young boys are let free in the jungle and they have to find their way home, you know, and some people, some make it back, some don't. And that experience is the integration with the feminine usually in that moment where you feel the powerlessness of yourself and you, you succumb to mother earth. And for women, the having of a child, right? That's the initiation of, of that. Um, so it's really quite interesting how integration is, was always built in, but it's not really built in anymore. (laughs) How do people learn how to integrate the other energy? That's a big question I think we're, we're coming to in our society is like, how do we help each other integrate? How do you see it? Like, what, how do you see it nowadays? It's just been okay for women to talk about their feelings and to share. And it's just been something that women have always done, gather in circles and, and, and talk about everything. Whereas men, it's, it's not been so easy. It's not as easy for them to speak on what they're feeling or what they're going through. So I do think that if dad is not around, then it's, it's imperative for the woman or the the person who is taking care of the child to understand that this young boy needs to have a strong male figure in their life at like as a child and then also needs to be around other men where he can learn how to be himself and that he'll be challenged and shown what it's like to 
learn what <laughs> leadership is, what ownership is, what, you know, all of those beautiful elements of masculinity. But we're doing this like, we don't need men, we don't need dads, we don't mm-hmm. need, and that's what's happening in culture. And I think that is horribly not the right way to go about it. I think we need to like put all of our effort and energy into supporting young boys with male initiation. Yeah. When you talk about that, I'm very grateful for, you know, growing up with my grandpa because, you know, at a young age, uh, being with like my aunts, being with my grandma throughout the day, it's like, I was very grateful to share a lot of that empathy and be a good listener to talk to them. But my grandpa also say, we're going to go out to the woods right now. We're going to go and, you know, to the fields. We're going to sow. We're going to plant. We're going to farm. Blisters in my head, blisters yes. in my feet. He's like, hey, like, that's okay. That's well, that's how we provide. Like, this is hard and sweat. And there's no complaining. There's no, oh, my God. No, you, we do it. We get things done. And this is a good thing. Like, this is how we support each other. And I'm so grateful for that because he taught me a lot of hard work really good ethics, yeah. right? And you, you can't let anybody tell you that you didn't go to work or that you don't have enough food in the table or that you didn't do this because that allowed me to always say, hey, like, yeah. I got to just put in the work. I got to, it's not going to just easily be handed to me, right? Like th- there's a lot of things on the other side and, you know, he's in his 90s now and he's still working. He's like fixing the lawn, doing the trees. Mm-hmm. He cooks as well. Like he does both of those things and he's able to help my grandma and but also take care of the household and do those things that are important very grateful that i was able to have kind of like that even though my dad wasn't around at a young age but there was a figure that was saying like these are the values these are what makes us you know potentially like in that in that moment providers so this is what we're going to be able to do to to support each other and i think that that level of respect and that level of strength came from that omar that's amazing you know all of those things combined they Mm. build self-worth that's what people don't really understand they're like oh yeah like grin and bear it do the hard work like make the sacrifices but that's not really just it even psychologically speaking, I've done a lot of reading about this. Technically, the dad role or the masculine role teaches kids self-worth, whereas the mom role or the feminine role uh, teaches kids mm-hmm. love for humanity. So imagine if you don't learn self-worth, then you become kind of a martyr. You kind of people please and you overgive, right? You don't know how to value yourself. And if you don't have love for humanity and all you have is self-worth then you're a narcissist you're selfish you don't care about people so another beautiful example as to how the integration of masculine and feminine especially for young kids at the same moment is is so important and i think that's something that i see a lot of men missing these days is they're missing their self-worth because they didn't get it from dad and so i think they're doing they're, a lot of behaviors, a lot of addiction behaviors, a lot of behaviors that are, are not healthy. They come from that missing self-worth. And so when you talk about how the masculine is so important for building young men, but also young women, I think for young women too, it's so important. But it's a huge thing that I think of. And I, I hope people can hear that. It's not just hard work and like 
sawing things and like carrying things. It's it's truly building self-worth. Oh, it's so powerful. And I think about family and friends, like that's so true, right? Where the feminine is like love for humanity, support, help. And then it's almost as your your glass is already half empty. You're pouring more from where there isn't any, right? And <laughs> if you're not building that self-worth and filling up your cup with that energy and that focus, then how are we able to give to others when we're not giving to ourselves as well? And then especially when we know what the other brings to the table, we can love them that much more. When I see beautiful relationships like yours or other you know, relationships that I see, I can see that, yes, the man is embodying masculinity most of the time, but he is so clear on the value of humanity and empathy and compassion that he thinks it's, it's so important that he is there like kind of ri- raising it up. And that is something that is so powerful about the masculine that I love too. It's powerful. And my mom and my dad, my stepdad, like I told them about the five love languages, but I'm sure some of our audience have read it and it's good to reread it and go over it. But I do like that book because I think there there is that energy of masculine and feminine energy. Like there's like words of affirmation, right? Sometimes that could be either both but it's like hey i see you you're incredible you're amazing like gosh like this was really helpful like you're like acknowledging somebody like those words of affirmation can go a long way and that could be like moms right like hey you're you're like i don't know what i would do without you here i don't know what i would do without your presence and sometimes that's all they need to hear like oh Oh god yes words of affirmation for the feminist like everything just like oh that's all i needed to witness and to experience and have a little bit of that like acknowledgement right and then oftentimes you know when men are like well i give you everything like the the gifts so i already give you like sometimes that's not what i need or it's I appreciate it, but that's not my love language, right? The gifts where sometimes for, for men it's just quality time, even though we think sometimes that could be feminine, but I think oftentimes men where in my situation with my dad is like, Hey, I just worked. I just provided, I just went and 10 things. And then mom was like, can you do this for me? Can you go outside? Can you clean? Can you go? And my dad's like, I just want you to sit with me and just do nothing. Oh, that's really cool. That makes sense. I'm sure that conversation happens for thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people. Uh, but that awareness where it's like, hey, let's let's shift. And I think that's relevant because it's like, what do you like? What do you care? What do you want? Whether it be male or female energy or power, but that communication yeah. is like, oh, I, I get it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you. Let me provide actions, right? Like you love for me to do things and both could be masculine yeah. and feminine, but it's like the fact that, hey, let me throw out the trash for you. <gasps> really? Like, let me do the dishes tonight. What? That's powerful. And I've been learning more and more how important that is, the actions. But the main distinction to make there, I think, for people is that, you know, it's really important for the masculine to feel free and want to give. And it's really important to feel an invitation for that from the feminine, not to be like controlled and like told what to do. So the difference is I want to take out the trash for you versus hearing five times to take out the trash. So finding that that dance and that polarity is really important. So I think for me, it's it's learning how to accept action, whatever it may be, and seeing that as a love language. I think that's so important. 
And I think we can all relate to it in some form or another. So there's like love languages yeah. for children and yeah. learning how to navigate our masculine energy and feminine energy, learn how to, you know, do both, I think can bring our humanity to another level. And I also, I think it's effort. I think effort is really what I'm, cause I'm just, you made me think of something like I was in a relationship this was like maybe six years ago, but I do remember like spending like a month or so, like, cause I'm creative. I like to make stuff. So like thinking through this, like graphic design, designing it and then getting it printed on this shirt. And like, I made this gift for my ex in that moment. And I think we were at the mall or something. And this took about 15 seconds. We were standing, he saw a watch. He said, do you like it? I said, Oh yeah, it's okay. You know, it's nice. He was like, here, bought it. Happy new year. You know? And I was like, I just spent a month thinking about your gift and you just spent 15 seconds. <laughs> like the, the, like the effort was just not there. So for me, it's not even about the watch or the gift or, or any of it. It was, it would just have been like a little bit of effort, whatever it was planning a date or showing up somewhere, or like taking me somewhere. Right. Like it's just a, a little bit of foresight. And so I think that is the difference because I do find that a lot of men say, but I buy all the things, I give you all the gifts. And it's not about the things, it's about the mm, effort. That's powerful. Yeah, that's, um, there's definitely room for growth for all of us, I feel. And that one, you know, it's like, how do we, how do we, how do we show that? How do we demonstrate that? And how do we keep that top of mind? Yeah. Right. And that's in business, that's in work, that's in that. relationships, even for ourselves, yeah. right? It's like, how do we give ourselves that support as well? I've just loved everything, all your little tidbits and juicy wisdom. And thank you for sharing about your story and your grandparents and your mom. And it's just, it's very powerful to hear someone talk like that and to share about your relationship. And thank you. Thank you for being that demonstration of a heart-centered masculine man that has fully integrated his feminine energy. And it, it feels really powerful to be able to share this space with you and to, for you to be a demonstration. You truly are a demonstration of what your vision is, in my, in my view, spreading the love, sharing the love, helping others with their dreams and their goals. So I'm grateful to you and all that you do for, for people. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Anya. And Any last words? Just thank you so much for, for having me. This is, uh, it's been an honor for me to be here and also hearing your thoughts, learning myself from our experience here and um, hope any, anybody who's listening just to raise their own consciousness and awareness, whatever that one thing is for them. Sometimes I feel mm -hmm. like we want to change everything or we want to adapt to, I want to fix everything. Right. But it's just like, Hey, what's one thing that I can take from this conversation? What's one thing that I can implement in my relationship or in my day to day that can give me that little bit of shift, but can give me that monumental long-term growth. Right. So that'd be my last little thing to, to share. Beautifully said. And Omar, where can the people that are listening find you, learn more about you? So full name Omar Iribe. They can find me on LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest way or Facebook, Omar Iribe. Work with Southwestern Coaching. Awesome. And email, probably the easiest email I have is omariribe1 at gmail.com. Yep. Awesome connect with you and connect with me. <laughs> I love that. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I'm sending you and Jack so much love. Mwah.